In the sports talk radio justice world, mediocre quarterback play and porous tackling are considered especially heinous. On the Lance J Show, the dedicated detectives who investigate these vicious felonies are members of an elite squad at Paragon 7 Studios. These are their stories. So why didn't you bring your bag of tricks? I just, you know, I didn't even think about it. Oh, okay, you did. I didn't think about it. I just kind of grabbed myself and... Drove up in rain. Drove up in... It wasn't raining when I drove up. And and, and cold. But I, you know, I am. I'm the product, so I appear. Well, I mean, that's true. But it's just something about you holding that uh, cast mold of a uterus. (laughs) um, I don't know if anybody in in media anywhere is is messing around. Doing that. With with that stuff. It's... uh, But no, it's just... I I love what you do. And um, having this discussion in conjunction with with women's healthcare and at a women's healthcare conference, which I couldn't get, I couldn't get Janelle to go into any of the sessions uh, because Janelle doesn't like people that much. I like people. She I don't do small people. talk a lot. Okay. Yeah. People, I, I enjoyed one-on-one. People on were one. staring at Janelle. She dressed very <laughs> nice. Everybody came by. Just, Who is that? Who is that great person? They all, they all thought during lunch that Janelle was in charge and all that. I was sitting there quietly. I was like, oh yeah, Janelle is, you know, she's a big time star. And I wasn't, oh, I wasn't, boy. I let Janelle take all of the questions, which shows you that my ego is not as big as, as you think it is. I'm just like, Janelle, I, I don't know the, if, I don't know the if the that's show. the barometer. <laughs> <laughs> she's she's the person that that is making all of this happen but um but i think these these conversations are really 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 important and it's and it's critical to to have healthcare leaders and, and people that are on the clinical side and people that are on the administration side such as myself um to to come in and really have these discussions yeah, and stimulate these discussions because um you'd be surprised there's just so much ignorance out there. Yeah. And uh, we are, we are really hoping, unfortunately urban one couldn't come uh, because of the accident, but we're really hoping to move a lot of this stuff to the platform. Janelle was at my board meeting a couple of days ago. We're hoping to move a lot of this stuff to the platform of urban one. We want to start bringing in and doing webinars. We want to start bringing in some of the vendors and uh, potential guests and moving this stuff to the urban one platform and and hopefully TV one or some of the streaming platforms. I think that, I think that's the next step in what they're in what we're doing. There's so much potential. Urban One, a lot of people don't know, Urban One is the largest African American platform in the country. Wow. So Urban One in many ways is like BET before mm-hmm. BET sold to Viacom. And Urban One between their radio portfolio, which is about sixty stations, and then having T V one and Clio T V mm-hmm. and a bunch of different streaming uh services. They reach a lot of people. Yeah. They reach, you know, 20 million people a week. And I watch Urban One because me and wifey love watching A Different World. Mm-hmm. So literally last night, I was watching the episode of A Different World where Whitley left Byron mm-hmm. for Dwayne at Alter. Now, I don't know if you're a Different World person. Of course. You're from, well, you're from Canada. I don't well, know. I don't know. I mean, that, I grew Canada, up in the 90s. What, uh, you can't do that on television? Like, oh, what are you watching, what yes, are you watching is, in, in Canada? <laughs> that's you can't very do that true. on television. What else is, is Monty Python real popular? Is that uh, more no. British? That's more British, yes. Okay, I loved You Can't Do That on television. I that thought was a that great was show. A, that was a fantastic <laughs> show. They need to bring that back, actually. Um, 
was Double Dare Canadian? That was that was American. That was on Nickelodeon. Yeah. Uh, what was what was popular in Canada growing up? Um, anything on YTV. So you can't do that on television. What else did we used to watch? I don't even remember. I remember Pinwheel from back in the day. That's when we were little little kids. Though. Pinwheel. I don't remember that. Pinwheel is kind of more of a cartoon, which is type. the Canadian version of um, MTV. We so okay. we, had, we watched that a lot. So you can't do that. Was probably the best show because Alanis Morissette was on there. Yeah. A lot of a lot of people that grew up to be really famous. Yes. That that were on that that show. Well, in America. We were watching Cosby Show. Yes, as we as, as in a different world. We? I know I, you went to Windsor. Yes, I did. So you could pick up a Detroit signal from there. <laughs> so you could probably get a little bit on that. But um, the the seasons when Dwayne and Whitley were getting together and uh-huh. they're fighting, and then she left Byron for him. That's kind of the culmination. And they were showing that on on TV one last night. Right. They were literally showing that. And every time it's on, I stop what I'm doing and I watch <laughs> those. It's a three episode series. It's the episode before where Whitley's having doubts uh-huh. and Dwayne goes to visit her in the garden and, and kind of say goodbye. And then he's at the bachelor party and, and, and they're all watching porn and they're all, <laughs> you know, drinking and watching porn and stuff. And he's not into it. And then Ron says, well, maybe, you know, maybe you should do something about it. And then the actual episode where they're at the wedding mm-hmm. and then he barges in and Whitley leaves, um, I feel like in real life that they had to have hooked up in real life. Like I think Why? it was I think it was deeper than an actor. Nobody's that good of an actor. <laughs> but and then they go it just happened that their honeymoon was in LA during the LA riots. Oh, that's right. So it's a three part series that I always watch that. But Urban One T V one, they air that mm-hmm. constantly. And it's great material. I just I'm trying to push them and talk to them about maybe adding some of this. They don't really do news talk. That's mm-hmm. not really their thing. Um I don't think that we have a home meaning there. Are they going to give us like a weekly discussion? Mm-hmm. Probably not. That's not realistic. But I'd love to do a three hour, you know, a three part series, one hour a piece. Yeah, I, I think I think it's well, and, well, and, needed. you know, put it in, yeah. put it on weekends. Yeah. And then promote it and then just have raw conversation. I don't mean clinical. I'm not talking about Dr. Oz. I'm not <laughs> talking about Dr. Fauci. I'm not talking about Dr. Phil. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about just real people saying that, hey, um, this is my experience, right. Janelle King. This is my experience in Atlanta, working with young people. Um, STIs are, are something that's prevalent. Mm-hmm. Uh, BV is prevalent. Mm-hmm. Um, this is how this is your body. This yeah. is how you listen to your body. And then getting into diabetes care and hypertension care and, and stuff that impacts disproportionately uh, brown and black communities. And then getting into social determinants of health. I agree. You know, just, I think that the SDOH and the mental health is so important because um, if you don't, if you if your mental health is not right. And if you don't have a place to live and you're mm-hmm. not eating every day and you're just trying to get you're just trying to get a, a toothbrush and a toothpaste mm-hmm. and a bath and um, you're not going to be concerned if, if you know that you have a background with diabetes. That's very true. You know, I don't know anyone who's starving. It's like, oh, I can't have that soda. If somebody <laughs> if you're standing on a highway yeah. on ramp with a sign that says, please give me food. Yep. If someone tosses you. A donut. You're going to eat it. You're going to eat it. It's the only thing you've eaten. You're not saying that, hey, I don't have any insulin. You're just trying to survive to the next day. So I think that that's a really important conversation. And I think that TV One is a fantastic platform I, I to put it on. It's, I agree. It's, 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 it's a huge platform. Um, they have cachet. You know, they run a lot of great. Um, they do. Like I saw the other day, they were doing something on Adina Howard. And they do these great. Um, mm-hmm. Rock him. These great uh, artists that influenced us mm-hmm. as young people. 
but I would love to take a little bit of that space and kind of like a Soledad O'Brien. Right. With and, the specials. And, and do the specials. I think that she does a fantastic job, Soledad O'Brien. Now, she's she's got a much bigger budget than, mm. than we have. So she's <laughs> flying in on a G5 to... She's like, this is Solo Dad O'Brien, and I'm on the coast. I'm on the French Riviera. Right. <laughs> and we're talking about the, this is Robin Leach. This is lifestyles that are, she, don't, she ain't ever going to the hood right. to, to do nothing. Like, it's always, it's always somewhere. She's in like Istanbul. Or, or she's in Central Pay, <laughs> or she's in, you know, she's in the Maldives. She's just doing, uh, um, I want to get a little bit more gritty and no. gully and help executive produce. I don't, I don't know if I'm handsome enough to anchor that myself. <laughs> But that's why I surround myself with you and Isaac yeah. and all these beautiful people oh that I can executive produce it. I can take 80% of the money. <laughs> of and course. you can be the faces of it. But I really think that it's important no, to, to have those. No, I agree. And I think it's needed. I mean, I'm a nurse. I see people day to day and this is what they want. Like right. they want education and, you know, they're disappointed right. when there's not enough time for me to sit down and explain yeah. certain things, explain their medications, kind of right. go through like why you take a lot of my yeah. patients. They don't know why they're taking some of the med. Like, why are you taking Shoot, I this? barely know myself. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So there's room for a lot of education to just like general patient education things to be had so that I mean, it improves their overall health. It improves their healthcare experience. Cause that's right. ultimately what you want. Well, the other thing is we might not be at age. We're getting a little older and starting to have some nicks and bumps. And like I said, you know, I'm very transparent about having Lyme disease and, and having chronic pain at times, especially on today's like today mm -hmm. where, where it's cold and, and rainy, but um, we're getting to the age where we're caretakers. Mm -hmm. um, I know so many people who have lost a parent, in the last year and a half. Um, and I'm one of those people and many to COVID, but some to just decline. Right. And then I know a lot of people, their parents aren't facing a, a terminal situation, mm -hmm. but their parents have arthritis mm -hmm. or their parents have, they need a High knee replacement yeah. or their parent has cataracts. Mm -hmm. And so the parent is in a situation where they're more dependent on the child um, because they don't have the same vision that they have. They right. don't, they don't have the same mobility that they have. And I think from an education standpoint, maybe someone who's 29, 30, that thinks that they're invincible, right. they're going to live to be 260. Um, they may not need to understand how a statin can save your life mm -hmm. and keep you from having a heart attack, but their father or mother might be in that situation. So right. I, think, I think the education is really important. Or even just learning how to advocate for your father right. and mother, because that's also a big thing as well. That is a big thing. Yeah. That is a big thing. Um, so I think this ongoing conversation uh, with just really providing education and, and really bringing Janelle in, bringing Isaac in, bringing David Meyer in, going to the conventions, all of that stuff. It's just really about educating the people. And I hope that mm -hmm. Urban One is the platform that we ultimately land on. I think that right. it will be. We have to get into the math and we have to get into all of the, the rigmarole about it. But I'm very excited about that opportunity. And just the fact that, that it's a legitimate discussion is yeah. exciting to me. I mean, we've we come a long way from um, from where this thing started. And, and I hope that, that we can save some people and, and educate some people. And that's that's kind of where I am. I agree. And you've done a beautiful job with your platform. I think oh, it's, you, I think it's. Why you actually gave me a compliment on well, it? You know, every, every once that. in a while, I think, I think that, you know, you're really um, filling a void in the market. You didn't market, tell me right? I was self-absorbed. You didn't. Not today. <laughs> Not today, but I think what you're doing is it's, it's needed, right? Oh, wow. So um, hopefully, you well, know, I appreciate all I'm, the stars aligned for things to happen. I'm only as good as my team and, and bringing you on has been a home run. Uh, bringing Isaac on has been a home run. And I think, I think that ultimately we're going to land somewhere and, and be doing, I really want to executive produce mm -hmm. and, and get into just getting the word out. I, it's so important 
to have different perspectives. Yeah. And um, people ask me, I get DMs. They're like, you know, you're really focused on on black health. Mm-hmm. And are you are you saying that you're not focused on healthcare in other communities? And and I would say absolutely no. not. I I care just as much. I've said all the time. People that live in rural Caucasian yeah. communities actually have it much worse. worse. Yeah. Um, you go to West Virginia, you access, go to some parts of Kentucky, big, big Arkansas, um, even in the Native American communities. Mm-hmm. I've been, I've worked at health plans where I've been to provider groups that were two double wide trailers connected mm-hmm. together. Yep. And you really only had a doctor coming in once a week for mm-hmm. four hours. And, you know, out in New Mexico, out in rural Arizona, out in Utah, um, out in Washington State, mm-hmm. Idaho. I've, I've been to those and seen it with my own eyes. And that's why you have such poor health um, outcomes in yep. those communities because you don't have access, access at all. And people don't have access. You know, think about it. If you're somewhere and you have a chronic illness in the nearest trauma center where you can really get to an experienced doctor is 90 miles away. Yeah. It's going to be very difficult for you. So to me advocating for everyone is what's important. It's just, we're African-Americans. We have access to African-American platforms and communities. And that's something that's important to me to to kind of get that started. You are listening to the Lance and Jay Radio Network. Food Services Group proudly makes and delivers our handmade mosaic meals and mosaic meals to go daily to communities across Austin and Central Texas. We're a purpose-driven food and nutrition services group created to help organizations and their clients make meaningful improvements and advancements toward equitable access to proper nutrition and food security within their diverse communities. The Cook's Nook Mosaic Meals and Mosaic Meals to go because everyone deserves a delicious, nutritious meal.